All right, Bulbasaur. Start with Bulbasaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, those cards. Yep. Bulbasaur evolves if you give him a leaf stone and no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's Friday. We're here in the office. We are. It's a little I, quiet. I don't think we're coming in again for a while. That might be true. That might um, be true. So Postlight, as policy, we, we've been advising people with the coronavirus that they we, we've been encouraging people to stay home. And we've been in once or twice to just kind of deal with stuff. But now it's getting real. I'm taking my laptop home. Yeah, me too. And I, it's it's time we've, you know, I at some level, like it was time a couple of days ago and they're going to close the schools pretty soon yeah. and got to button everything down. So we just had a big meeting and uh, we talked about this with everybody. Let them know that things are good and stable and we're going to keep it rolling. But we're in New York City for those that don't know. Yeah, we're way. in New York City and we have a team in Lebanon and we also have always have had a lot of remote employees. In like 10 different states. That's yeah. right. That's right. And so international and domestic and so on. And the engineering is the, the remote-friendly part of this organization. Yes, that's true. That's true. And so for the first time, all of Postlight is going remote. Yeah. And all of many of our clients and yeah. all sorts of things. And I got to say, as a founder of the company, I just wake up saying, does it exist? Yeah, I know. It's hard for us. We <laughs> like the physical, right? We do. It's a thing. It's a place. And I even though some of our best talent, our head of engineering, in fact, is not even in New York City. So we are very lucky to be joined by our head of engineering, Jeremy Mack. Yeah. Now, you know how many fingers I have, Rich? Ten. Thank God. I'm very lucky. <laughs> oh, you're, you're taking me towards a listicle, aren't you? Uh, that's how many tips we have time for today. Ten tips to work great remotely. No, we asked Jeremy to prioritize. Jeremy, what, what do people need to know? What's number one? Yeah. Well, I mean, let me first, let me introduce myself quickly. So I've been remote for over six years. And now I'm a thought leader because I was remote before it was popular and required. And so I had to learn to love remote work over those six years. I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't know what it was going to be like. And it turns out that being good at remote work is like having a hobby that you want to get really good at. You learn a bunch of little tricks as we're going to go through in a second here. But then it's also like that hobby just became a national obsession. And suddenly I get to tell everyone about my Pokemon cards and uh, they're going to listen. So it's, it's a really exciting time and it's a privilege to be able to share this hobby of mine that has become so important. Number one. So number one tip for remote working is get used to interrupting. It is something that you wouldn't normally want to do in a social setting, but it is a requirement that you feel like you're interrupting normally to speak up on a call that has more than one other person on it when you're doing a remote call. The latency and the lack of body language means you will have to physically feel the feeling of interrupting someone, kind of that almost cold sweat feeling of like, I got to jump in and correct this person. But instead, you're just wanting to make a point and you got to be comfortable interrupting. And so I have a little tip for how you can do a better job at interrupting to get your point in and develop what I like to call remote mumble. It's something that you do that lets other people know that you're about to try to speak. People at Postlight will know that when I'm on calls, they'll often hear me use the word so, so, so like that. And it's me trying to let them know I'm about ready to speak. And then I can start in on my point. If you just treat a remote call like it's a meeting where you can just start right into your carefully thought through point, 
they'll only hear the last few words of what you were trying to say. It's important to get everyone's attention before you speak. It's a new new thing for a lot of people to have to kind of own the room for a moment. It's a little bit frightening, but once you get over it, you'll realize that it's the only effective way to communicate on remote video calls or audio calls. You have to really kind of stop the room for a second to get to say your point and then let the meeting continue. Okay, so right, right, right. Okay, and then I'm in there. You got to get in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, but you can't just jump in. No, no, you can't just jump in. If you just jump in, it, the problem with the way that audio gets transmitted over the internet is your right, first few words right, will be garbled. Right. Just, yeah, yeah, no, no. Gonna... See, and now I can get in there. I can cut you right off. That's beautiful. There you go. Oh, this is good. All right, what's number yeah. two? All right, number two is turn off your video if it's distracting. A lot of people will say having video is important. It's okay if your video is stuttery. Just to have a picture of you there is comforting to that other person. That's not true. Having stuttery video will make people think less of you. They will think that you are not hearing them. And so having video when it is not good is a very great way to get excluded from a conversation. You want others to feel like you're there and listening as they would if you were there in real life looking at them. And so one of the things you sometimes have to do is turn off your video. Now you do need an avatar in these video conferencing solutions to represent you. So if it is a service like Google Meet, or Zoom, where you can put an avatar in, go ahead and do that so that when you are video off, people can still tell who it is that's talking. It's just one of those things that once you do it, you'll you'll really start to feel how people are taking you more seriously even if your video is off. It's, it's better if you have bad video. Another thing is if you need to reach for something, if you have to talk to somebody off camera, if you need to take a bite of your protein bar, you want to do that with the video off. Turning video off even for a split second on a meeting, actually most people will chalk it up to their internet being bad and they won't even question why your video just went off for five seconds. And that can be an opportunity for you to do something that otherwise would have brought the meeting to a halt and everyone would have said, what's going on? Are you you're talking and you're muted? You know, what's that you're eating there? It looks really interesting. Fun conversations. It's good at a, to a certain degree but otherwise can end up really derailing meetings when seven people are experiencing funny little video moments. Solid. Yeah. We're two for two. Number three. Uh, Number three, this one's more common. Everyone's heard this, but you need headphones. The other thing you need is wired headphones. Sadly, in 2020, our computers are still terrible at dealing with devices being connected and disconnected. And so if your Bluetooth headphones die on a call, sometimes that means you got to refresh the video conferencing app. Sometimes that means you have to refresh your entire computer by rebooting it. And that is not a great experience for those that are waiting for you to come back to the call. AirPods are really convenient, but they are also very much not at the battery life required for a set of remote calls that might happen in a day. Thankfully, if you're on Apple devices, they have not yet removed the headphone jack from your your computer, so you can still plug in a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack into that, and you'll be able to talk and listen through that port. Worth noting, along with this podcast, we're going to share links to products that we think are great. Frankly, it's just J-Mac giving us a list of products that you should go buy. The post cutter. Post cutter. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think I like it. That's a play on wire cutter for those that don't know. All right. Keep on rolling, man. These are great. Number four. Number four. I'm going to get into some weird ones here, but they're the fun ones that maybe you you might end up needing to try if you're at home for a while. So 
if you have a spouse or a roommate or somebody at home, it's really nice to have nonverbal cues when you are busy so that the other person doesn't try to interact with you and then you create a little bit of drama in the middle of your workday and you've got to unwind that at the end of your workday after doing this, this for this six This is years. real. I worked yeah. from home yesterday. I had four fights with my wife before 9 a.m. Yeah. So, so help me fix that. Fix my marriage, J-Mac. It's, it actually all comes down to uh, your smart home. You really you need a smart home. Now, you don't have to do it this way, but this is the way I do it. And after six years, the way I do some things is gonna, it looks a little bit strange because it has evolved from something that was very basic originally of just having a little sign on the door all the way now to there are two lights in our kitchen. The left light is my spouse and the right light is me. If the light is on, that means the person is focusing and that you probably shouldn't go try to interrupt them right then because they're either on a call or they are, from my example, writing a lot of code. It is not too hard to set these things up, and it is even possible if you really wanted to go the full extent of what's possible right now, you could even integrate this with your calendar. If you are feeling particularly bored and you're at home and stir-crazy, go sign up for If This Then That and turn your smart home lights into an automatic calendar integration. Wait Definitely a minute. possible. This is great. I have a Philips Hue and I don't have a good application for it. It just kind of glows pink. Dude, you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to go get the rolling halal meat truck LED sign oh. and just let it roll. Your wife is going to appreciate that so much. When do you, know you bring I, that home? Yeah. And it's gyros. Just, yeah. Just like, <laughs> when I'm burgers, busy. Burgers. <laughs> burgers. <laughs> Interesting. Good advice. You know, it's funny here is that you're you're preempting the conflict. You're sort mm -hmm. of saying, here's sort of the, the protocol we're going to use. Right, because it's normal human behavior to see a person and be like, hey, what's going on? You feel really blown off. You yeah. feel blown off. You feel like, oh, you're really that important, that busy? That It's not even that. It's not that you're not important. It's that your head's in a certain place. You know, my wife did yesterday. She came in and just kind of sat there and watched me for a while while I was working. And then she went, hey. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, this isn't going to be good like two weeks from now. It's yeah, okay today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Okay. It's, it's so like, it's akin to the recording light in a studio, by the way. It's yeah, just like sure. that. And, and these, these, I mean, they're down to 15, 20 bucks. You can get a smart like outlet. And there, I mean, you could I also mean, get a piece of paper. I mean, there's a million ways to do this. Fair enough. But yeah, spend a little money though. The economy could or use you the could help. Get a wi get, get a damn you can get a Wi-Fi printer bulb. and just like run, like just leave me alone. Just print that out again and again, again and again. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Number five. Number five. So I'm going to keep it right in the same vein. Is you can share your work calendar with your spouse or roommate or whatever you need to do, so that you know when you're busy preemptively. This is kind of like a 4.1. Really, it's an easy thing to do with most calendaring services. And once they get used to seeing your work calendar, they can plan their days around it. What if they want to have lunch? with you that day, but they then see that you have a meeting scheduled over lunch. It's a lot nicer that they can plan their own day around your schedule preemptively versus you having to like coordinate it every day. Because I'll tell you, after doing it for six years, you do not want to be in the position of having to try to say every day at 1130, we're going to have lunch and it doesn't work out that way. You really want to have something akin to a calendar that you're sharing. And I think this could be tricky for some people because work calendars are a lot of times really like we use Google apps for everything, but there are work calendars that don't make their way out. But oftentimes you can at least show busy. Like you, you might yes. not get the details of the meeting. Also, just your spouse doesn't care who you're meeting with. No, they just want to know that you're not available. Yeah, yeah. or if they see that, it's often not the biggest deal in the world. Yeah, right. All right, number six. All right, number six is one for Mac users out there. Sadly, there's not a great answer for Windows. I'm sure that there are some options that are functional, but it is a tool called Shush. 
So this is an app that sits in your menu bar on the Mac and it gives you a key on your keyboard that becomes your push to talk key. And that is a transformative experience for <gasps> group conversations. Yeah, I it, need this. Oh, so it turns yeah. your Mac into a very fancy walkie talkie. Exactly. And it makes a little pop noise so that you know it's on. And it's I also liken it to those webcam covers that have become so popular. It's the same thing, but for the audio coming into your computer. No longer can any app on your Mac record your audio. You have to press the key because it's system-wide. Dude, Dude that's huge. Huge. But this is why when we talk to J-Mac, he's always muted unless he's I, talking. I was just about to say, I've always, I keep seeing his thing popping up and like he's always it's mute We're thinking on and about off. it backwards. Muting is his natural state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn yeah. it. Brilliant. Yeah. What's wow. this called? Shush? Shush. And you just Google, yeah, Shush app. We'll have it in the link. I, I assure you, there we, are 85 Windows apps that do exactly if, this. Yeah, but, yeah, They're all called like V Shush. <laughs> um, imagine if we've been paying attention all this time. We could have learned this like two years ago. All right. So, Shush. Very cool. Number seven. So, another thing for dealing with spouses, and this one's an interesting one is you do still kind of need your commute home. You get used to the commute home and you think it's actually a thing that you don't need. You'd love to not have to commute to work, and that's a great benefit of remote work is you don't have to commute, but you still need that mental commute home. And the idea is, is once your workday is done or you just finished a you know long series of meetings, if you just walk out into a common area and run into a roommate or a spouse, you may not be the most friendly person to interact with because you're still thinking about your day, you're still dealing with that last big issue that came up. So I would highly recommend to give yourself a commute home, meaning you might just sit at your computer a little longer doing something that looks like work if it helps you justify the fact that you're commuting, because some people would feel weird if they just sat in the room and read a book for a half an hour with their spouse or roommate might notice that and just feel like it's a time to talk to you. So grab an article or a book that you might want to read and just put it up and look at it for 15 minutes. And then you can come into the common area of your home feeling refreshed and ready to engage with this person about how their day working remotely probably went for them. It's definitely something that we need. That context switch between work and not work, especially when remote work is new to you, is a gigantic switch. This is a great tip. Yeah. This is actually real. Go for a walk around the block. Uh, especially for people who are doing things where you fall deep into a problem. It could be coding or solving a design issue or, or depending on what the job is. Also, coming out of stress. Usually if you're in a stressful state, once it ends, it doesn't really end. It sort of needs a minute to cool off. You could still burn your hand. And that takes time. That takes a little bit of time. J-Mac, what do you do during your commute? During my commute, I often read, oh gosh, it's so nerdy, but I do read manuals for programming languages. Like right now I'm learning the Rust programming language, so I'm, I read like another chapter of the Rust programming language. This is not, I mean, I read, I'm reading the Postgres, it's a 2,000 page manual, and when I'm on the bus, that's how I kind of unwind. Yeah. Get, I, get a little more SQL into my life. Those technical manuals can be really a nice thing to go to because it's endless content. It's like a feed. It's just a, it's a mm -hmm. sequence of, of, of chapters and it isn't going to have things about public you know, news and events going on. And it. it's just it is a nice way to not be wound up. After. True. Also, technical manuals don't yell at you and blame you for everything. No, it's and true. you don't, they don't. It's not literally <laughs> thousands of people saying, boy, I can't wait for death. You know, just like, yeah, so much better than social media. Pick a thing and read it. All right, number eight. 
Having meetings remotely is going to be new for you, and if you've not done this before, and one of the things you'll find with remote meetings is that they can be a little bit tiring sometimes. If they're not particularly applicable to you, you might find yourself drifting, getting distracted, wanting to chat on other services, or even feeling sleepy. In that case, I have done this for years. It's been disconcerting to some, although I think they've accepted it over time. I take notes during my meetings. Not necessarily to look at those notes later, but to remember everything that is happening during that meeting, I sometimes need to write it down. And so taking notes combined with something like shush so people don't hear you typing because you're muted is a great way to stay engaged in a meeting and really still listen to people. And I find it essential for, for you know getting through the hour-long meetings with five or six participants in them and really listening to what everybody has to say versus just waiting until my part to talk. Uh, it's worth noting, just as an observer of how you handle meetings, you actually you gave this in, you know interrupt tip. You don't interrupt much. You actually hold it all off, and then you oftentimes share your thoughts at the tail end, which I think is really good and effective. It's just it requires you to be a little more rigorous about the things you want to say. I do this in pitches. Actually, I'll mm-hmm. put two words down that right. I want to get back into the I conversation I, I later. Count, I count on my fingers. I remember I have 1.2.3.5. Yeah, yeah. like but no, this is true. As, as a veteran of meetings with J-Mac, he's very present, even if he's quiet. Yeah. And then and, it all comes flooding out at yeah, the end. Let me but, t- I don't, but I don't see him getting distracted. I don't see him going somewhere else in his head. He's there. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and as a pro tip on this too, to add to the pro tip, the pro pro tip here is put your notes right up by your webcam on your screen. And then you're looking at the webcam while you're typing and it makes it look like you're really like paying attention to someone and it's a nice good feeling for them too oh that's a good idea yeah share that output yep all right where are we at we're nine nine nine. this is gold man this is good stuff this yeah this one's more of a it's also kind of one of those things that's been made fun of in remote work for years is that remote workers don't need to get dressed or wear pants or whatever it's been a funny joke i actually find that it is a bad thing for me to not get dressed. I really feel like I need to have that mental switch of getting dressed into work clothes. And I'm not talking, you know, incredibly formal work clothing, but still putting on my work clothes and sitting at my desk, I feel more engaged with work. There are nonverbal cues that your body, I think, even takes in these situations to tell, like, I'm at work right now, and then maybe later in the day, I'll switch clothes, you know, for the evening or something. And that actually helps me feel like I went to work and I can focus. And so I, I highly recommend getting dressed fully for your work day. For yourself. You're talking about not for appearance sake. But this also, is just I mean, mentally. We present yes. to clients. And I, I th- some, yeah, of yeah. Them, some of them I know are just like, I'm paying money to Postlight and here's this guy somewhere. What's going on? Yeah, true. And when they're meeting people and our remote yeah, employees. Snarky t-shirt. Yeah, no, yeah. our remote employees present very professionally because that, and I really do think that helps people get used to the concept of remote work yeah. much more quickly. Agreed. Then it's like, oh, he's just in his t-shirt. He's some weird, you know, nerdy yeah. dude who, I guess, that, I guess that's what they got. Yeah. All right, number 10. 10. We're here. All right, number 10. Number 10 is a funny one, and it's more of a mental health one. But so if you are used to working in an office, you're used to having a background scene of other people, often because a lot of us work in open plan offices, post-light included, of people walking around and talking to one another, going to the lunch area. And when you're at home, you're missing all of that, and it, it can feel a little isolated. And so a tip here is, of course, work near a window if you have one. That's great, but sometimes we're in small spaces and we might be using a closet, for example, to have a separate space for our work. And so in those cases, I recommend something that I did years and years ago when I worked in a classified environment and had to be inside of a vault, 
which is running a nature documentary on repeat on another screen. It's sort of a dystopian thing if you think too much about it, but having something that represents <laughs> nature sitting on your table there looping is really nice. Now that that's 10 years ago approach. Now we've got live streams and we've got endless content online that you can watch. If you're not in a moment where you need heavy mental focus, put on a podcast, put on a video, have ambient music playing. Don't feel like just because you're sitting at your computer like you would at an office, now it's focus time and you can't have any distractions. Having a few distractions is a part of a productive workday and it should be something that you optimize for in your home life so that you do feel a little bit less, you know, nose to the grindstone in this time. I, I feel like I'm, I'm never coming back to the office. Well, I'm a little one. worried that I'm just going to be looking over and seeing, you know, polar bears just rip seals into pieces. Well, I'm... you know what's good? The screensaver on Apple TV uh, are these beautiful yes. flyovers. Yeah, Have you ever seen these those things? Are so good. And someone hacked them so you can actually make them your Mac screensaver mm. you know what else actually is good? been done there's this thing in i think it's sweden or one of the very cold nordic countries where they've been doing slow tv and it's on netflix it's like a whole train ride like eight hours long just from the front of it's the on train. netflix yeah and there's also there's one that is like a ferry ride it's like a hundred hours long yeah these are all over yeah, youtube just take too. The, you just let the train go life go by yeah, yeah. this is great jmac these are all Wonderful, wonderful tips. I'm going to add one, a bonus one, Paul, and it's not much of a tip. Take a break every once in a while. A lot of times, and I learned this from the the problem-solving process, and sometimes it's in, in the context of law or thinking about how a design is going to work in a product or whatever. I got to get away from it. Sometimes I got to get away from it. Staring at the problem, oftentimes, you find yourself losing more and more perspective every second. So it, it's also just healthy to do that. We didn't get into ergonomics. J-Mac, you have opinions there, uh, mm -hmm. very strong ones, in fact. But think about how your body is positioned for extended periods of time. Those Are, are, all are really... we going to be dropping and doing push-ups while we're remote? I got to tell you, I don't know if you noticed, my upper body didn't come out like this for free. No, it didn't. You paid quite a bit of money for that upper body. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's being active, even in very mild ways, is huge. I have a personal trainer. This is going to sound obnoxious, but... I'm always like, come on, man. I didn't sweat that hard today. He goes, that's not how this, it, it's not, it's not going to do it for you. Yeah, you, not, you don't need to do that. You need to live every day here. Not just that. It's just, he's like, your body's not going to respond in a positive way if you think you destroy it. That doesn't really work like that. So the little things you do, if you take a minute and do 10 sit-ups, it is not nothing, believe it or not. No, squats are good too. Squats are great. Yeah, squats. You can you can turn your whole day around with like 20 or 30 squats. Yeah, there's a lot great. of body weight exercises you can do at home for sure. It's something we could definitely could cover more in the future. <laughs> yeah, we should share some links there. I, do they have squatting standing desks that go up and down That's... with you so you can just do that all day? They have uh, treadmill desks that you can walk at while I've you're... I've seen the... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very you know, cool. They have bench press desks where you just continually <laughs> lift it. Lift the whole um, desk. This was great. J-Mac, these are really insightful tips, and it's not your usual download these killer apps kinds of tips. Yep. We're going to share links to everything. That's right, um, because some of this content we've, we've sort of prepped for the company. Uh, yes. And, and it actually goes into more detail about the kind of things. I mean, what are we doing? We are helping people buy some equipment and, yep. you know. But yeah, this was incredibly helpful. Like A lot of these tips are the distillation of the remote culture that we've had here at Postlight from the very beginning. So I've worked with many fantastic people over the years that have been fully remote at Postlight who have helped inform a lot of how we run remote at Postlight. When you start at Postlight, you get a crash course in this when you're new to this. Shush being one of the first things you're told to download on your computer. This is something that isn't just me. It is a hobby I'm very interested in, but it's something that 
many, many people at Postlight have contributed to over the years. And it's a body of knowledge that now is very, very helpful. But I'm very thankful to all those that have along the way helped us build a really good culture at Postlight for remote workers. Well, and it's it's coming out to the entire company now. It, it's always been part of our DNA, and now we're we're relying on it. It's yep. great. Yeah, it's great. So thank you, thank you for coming on. We're obviously going to talk to you again more. It's fantastic. Soon, Rich and I are going to go home and sit in front of our workstations. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jay Mac. Thanks, Jay Mac. Bye. Yeah. Bye. So I mean, here we go, Rich. Packing the laptop. Getting it all set up. You know, I, I needed to come in today and get my uh, freaking USB-C. I needed to get that adapter. That of course you do. <laughs> can't plug anything USB-C. in to your, to your Mac anymore. I'm convinced that the drug cartels saw that it was the end of the road and just moved over to USB-C. USB-C it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. It's the only thing that does make sense. So we just had an all hands right before we recorded this podcast with the whole company. There's only about six people in the office and yeah. about... 60 not that fits like 50 yeah yeah i know exactly 40 50 yeah so it feels weird around here and uh we're trying to get a good blend i mean you know we're we're worried about making sure that people you know if their kids are going to be home which is very likely like you know can we pay for babysitters and for for child care we're chilling out about PTO and just sort of like if people need to take time, they can take time. So yep. there's a lot of that stuff going on. But I'm, what I'm seeing that's really important, we set up a coronavirus channel in Slack. And the reason yep. we did that is so that people can just go and have their like their coronavirus right. time in that channel. Yeah, because it was seeping into all the other channels. Every single channel was like, oh, and coronavirus. Yeah. And that's, that's very normal. But, yeah. you know, we want to give people the ability to like get back to normal. There's only really, there's like 20 minutes of news in a day. Yeah. And it's just repeated. Yeah. With like little variations. 70 times a day. Over and over. Yeah. Oh, and could, then people on social are just like. You could easily fall think, into that news hole. We're all and doing not it. come out. Yeah. We're all yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah. Everybody's anxious. Everybody is getting a little bit, like people are a little on edge. There's a little more snapping and tension in the office. Yeah. So, yep. you know, just the, the good principle, I think, and for everybody who's listening to this, like, you know, apologize readily and forgive very easily. Mm. It is, everybody's a little wired up. Your manager is, and they're hearing from five people about things that are going wrong in, yep. in those five people's lives and the tensions they have, and they might snap, or they might, or your peer might be like, "Where the hell is it?" Just forgive. Yeah, we're gonna have a good advice. We're gonna have a couple of weeks here. Yep, absolutely. And we're well, then we'll get through them. Yep. We hope you found this useful. Be safe out there. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next week. Stay positive. Take care. Bye. <laughs>